When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Confidence in the system is collapsing. Now, I don't want to jump the gun here and say that it's an all-time low. Certainly, there have been periods in history where confidence has been at very low levels, whether we're talking about in the midst of the financial crisis in 2008, periods in the last 10 years where it looked like the European Union might not come through the other end of, of a crisis that they were going through at the time. Certainly high oil prices, uh, very high inflation back in the 1970s here in the United States. I'm sure that shook some confidence in the system. Of course, there was the Great Depression beginning in 1929, stretching through the 1930s. Confidence in the system was pretty low at that time, I'm sure. But right now, I'm not talking in the last 12 months, last six months, last couple of weeks. I'm talking about the last couple of weeks. We've seen a lot of events that seem to be separate, but they all kind of have the same theme of people having reduced confidence in the system. And, and, and by the system, I'm talking about ideas and institutions that people have embraced or at least tolerated for a very long period of time. And now all of a sudden, they are no longer tolerant. They might be irate. They might be violent in some cases because of, of policies undertaken by these institutions or, or other issues. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of people really uh, synthesize this information. Again, they seem totally separate, and yet they all kind of have the same theme, and they've all, many of them have, have uh, started very recently. Other ones have been longstanding issues, Brexit, uh, some issues with Italy, um, and other, you know, the emerging market crisis. That started a long time ago, but they're continuing to flare up today, um, and it's very interesting to see this all happen at once. You know, we could start with, uh, with Europe, and, and maybe some of my European viewers could add to this list that I'll give you here, uh, because... Uh, you know, those of us on the other side of the Atlantic, we, we only hear about, you know, the issues that kind of reach a certain threshold of, 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 I guess, urgency or importance. But, you know, starting out, obviously, we have the big news over the last week, and that's the yellow vest protests in France. I mean, it, again, over on this side of the Atlantic, from time to time, we hear about these riots in France, we see pictures of people standing on burnt out cars and whatnot. Okay, but, but seriously, they, as far as I know, these are the large, largest protests, largest riots, whatever you want to call them, since the 1960s. In France, and this is huge. You know, there's talk of a coup d'état this weekend, which I don't know if it's going to go that far, but certainly they're talking about dissolving the National Assembly. You know, will uh, their, their president Emmanuel Macron have to step down? Right. This is like big talk, and, and it's largely anti-establishment. Not to say that I absolutely um, and wholeheartedly agree with everything the protesters have to say. A lot of them do um, claim. Uh, more more leftist politics as as you know identify with that more more on the uh, socialistic side of things and certainly I, I don't identify with that but there's ones from the right wing as well but but as a whole the theme there is kind of anti-establishment right you saw that back in 2016 with the brexit vote for to to, to remove the, the uk from the european union and you're seeing it again you know just in this last week um them trying to move forward with these plans and it's just stalling they're they're coming up with issues left and right Confidence in that process is on the decline. 
You also see it with Italy and and their 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 feud with the EU that is ongoing about how large of a budget deficit are they allowed to to have by the EU. You know, if Italy and and their anti-establishment parties bow down to the EU and and they you know cede control basically to them, you're going to have a huge lack of confidence in the system. Even you know one of the most powerful and long-standing leaders in the U, in, in the EU is leaving soon, Angela Merkel. You know, this is a big deal. Just in Europe, you have these massive examples of people losing confidence in these long-standing institutions, ideas, individuals, etc. Over in here in the United States, it's a little different. You know, right now, this lack of confidence, I'm seeing it really two-headed. You know, on one hand, you have maybe a lack of confidence in the government, whether that's the current administration or the government as a whole. And this really, I think, can be chalked up to a lot of partisanship, right? Maybe a distrust of the government overall by some people, like like myself, but but a lot of it you can chalk up to partisanship, right? Um, uh, people on the, the other side of the aisle automatically uh, question everything that the current administration does. They, they scream fraud or, or dishonesty or whatever. And, and maybe there's some, some merit to some of their claims, maybe not. But the the end result is is a lack of confidence from people who for eight years had embraced the White House, embraced the national government, and now they're they're questioning it. Now you see people on the far left, um, you know, showing up to to these protests, uh, and I'm talking about like Antifa and whatnot, with uh, with the very weapons that they want to ban, you know, AR-15s and whatnot. You know, um, th- I'm not saying this is anywhere near what's going on in France right now, but it's a lack of confidence in the system, right? And and if it has to do with the current administration, it doesn't matter. It's just another case of, of, of again, these converging events. And again, you know, the, the other head of this two-headed monster here in the United States is not just the U.S. government, but the U.S. economy. And, and really, I, I see it in three different ways. First of all, you have the economy as a whole. We're talking GDP growth, jobs, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, six months ago, a year ago, you ask mainstream economists, you know, when are we going to have the next recession? When are we going to have the next downturn? They'll say something along the lines of, I just don't see any signs of it coming anytime soon. I don't see how we could head in that direction. Everything's going so great right now. Certainly over the summer when we printed GDP over 4% for a quarter. If you ask those economists, they would have said, this is great. I mean, I don't know if 4% is sustainable, but certainly a recession. We're talking 2021, 2022. It, we, there's no reason we should be predicting one anytime soon. And yet if you ask them today, uh, many of them would say, you know, 2019, certainly 2020 at the latest, we're probably going to be looking at another recession unless something major changes. The other piece of it is the Federal Reserve. Again, if you ask those same people for much of 2018, how much longer is the Fed be able, going to be able to raise interest rates and reduce their balance sheet? They would say, you know, well, according to what the Fed says, and that's key, according to what the Fed says in their minutes, it, it shows that they have a confidence in what the Fed is saying. They would have said they plan on raising interest rates another percentage point, one and a half percentage points. And so, you know, that's probably going to be hiking all the way through 2019, maybe into 2020. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's yeah, maybe they would have been predicting another 2% of rate hikes and, and a normalization of the balance sheet. Well, now what they're saying is, you know, the Fed says they continue to plan, uh, you know, rate hikes, um, but we're not so sure if they will. We're, we're thinking that they might um, might call it quits, throw in the towel here pretty quick if the stock market continues to, to drop. And now all of a sudden, there's no longer confidence in what the Fed says. There never should have been in the first place. 
but there's no longer confidence in the Fed and what they say. And, and if this continues, you know, if it turns out that, hey, we have a recession, a stock market crash, another financial crisis, a crash in housing, whatever, in the next you know, year, who's going to get blamed? Part of it is going to be, sure, the current administration, but the Fed absolutely will too. There's going to be economists out there saying, why did you raise interest rates so much in the first place? Which isn't the right answer, the right question. They, they should be asking, why did you ease monetary policy so much in the first place 10 years ago? Why did you lower interest rates to, to, to effectively 0% and, and print trillions of dollars worth of money, um, creating an artificial bubble? And then why did you pop that bubble? I mean, that's the right question to ask. But the confidence is going to be lacking, right? They're going to have a hard time um, kind of repairing their image, Create a sense of legitimacy in the Fed again after this next crisis. That's how bad I think it's going to be. As, as much as they would want to blame it on the administration, other individuals might want to blame it on the administration. Sure, there's going to be people, partisan politics are going to play a role in that. There's going to be people that, that blame the administration, but the Fed is going to be absolutely, um, they're absolutely going to have to answer for, for what uh, they are doing right now and what they've done over the last 10 years. And then finally, you know, one of the most important pieces of the U.S. economy and perception of the U.S. economy, because perception is so important for confidence, is the stock market. The U.S. stock market has been limping through 2018, right? We saw this massive run up in January and then a correction in, in, in February, like this, this massive spike in volatility and this uh, massive crash in, in the stock market. And, and then it recovered all the way through basically October, and then more volatility, right? And you're seeing just less and less confidence. The bounces are less and less convincing. You know, case in point, uh, you know, at the beginning of this past week, you know, we came out of this G20 meeting, uh, Trump basically saying, hey, we have a deal with China where, you know, a move towards uh, ending the trade war. And the stocks went up like crazy, like, oh, great. Like, we don't have to worry about, of course, they didn't read the fine print in this agreement. They went up at like, like a very high amount. I don't know the exact points. But then it came out that, you know, uh, we, we've arrested uh, a, um, the CEO of one of their major companies, Huawei. Um, we uh, maybe this trade talk of, of, of uh, halting these tariffs is, is not actually going to fall through when it's all said and done. You know, Trump talking about how he's a tariff guy and how, you know, this probably isn't going to end anytime soon. And you saw stocks absolutely collapse on that news. Right down almost 800 points on one day for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Right, just a lack of confidence. And if that continues, you're going to see a lot of people leaving the stock market. You can see a lot of people ignoring, you know, their financial advisors that say you just buy and hold, buy and hold. Never mind valuations, buy and hold. They're going to leave and they're going to choose something else to do with that money. Whether it's just cash, which is you know the last place that that the stock market wants their money to be, you know, cash or, or precious metals or or a low yield investment, CDs or bonds or something like that. Um, just a lack of uh, uh, confidence in the economy. I mean, you're seeing this all around. You're seeing it in emerging markets. You know, another really interesting one that you're seeing lately is Saudi Arabia. You know, Saudi Arabia has kind of been an unquestioned ally of the United States for a long time. Sure, there's been people that question them both on, on the left and the right. They're like, hey, uh, their human rights records, not so great. Like, why are we friends with them but not Iran, right? Why are we friends with them but not Syria or Egypt or, or Libya? You know, pick pick your regime. Um, they're not the nicest people, right? Maybe it's just because of, of the oil, you know, the arrangement, the petrodollar arrangement that we have with them. Maybe that's part of it. But as a whole, people kind of 
went into that unquestioningly, like, hey, uh, they, they help with us in the fight of terrorism, right? Uh, never mind that that um, many members of al-Qaeda, including the bin Ladens, uh, at least Osama bin Laden, is from Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. But even now with, with this um, ongoing investigation and, and talk about this Khashoggi killing, uh, the Jamal Khashoggi, um, the, uh, the Saudi Arabian journalist that was murdered by the Saudi Arabians in their consulate inside of Turkey. You know, even now people, mainstream people, senators in the U.S. Senate are, are questioning them as an ally. Like maybe, hey, we should stop giving them weapons to bomb Yemen. Like, hey, maybe we should put some sanctions on them, some meaningful sanctions. Now, it remains to be seen if, if our administration will follow through on that. But the confidence, I mean, it's, 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 it's very fascinating to see on all these different fronts, people losing confidence in the system. Now, I don't want to draw conclusions here. That's not my job for this video. I'm not going to tell you exactly where this is heading. Maybe this confidence is going to be restored. Maybe people will forget about it. Americans tend to have a short memory on this type of stuff. It's a news cycle type stuff. But if this continues, if these yellow vest protests don't end, if Brexit doesn't end up happening, if the stock market doesn't recover, if we put sanctions on Saudi Arabia, you know, go on and on on this list, um, we're going to see mayhem, I think, both both politically and, and maybe in our streets, right? Uh, this type of, of lack of confidence, you know, 2019, you know, it, it might be a period of history similar to, um, you know, the late 60s, uh, 2008. And, you know, other periods in history where we just see um, a complete collapse in confidence in, in those that have power over us. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you this has, has made you think because um, all these events do seem separate. And, and, you know, I can't definitively say that. Uh, the yellow vest protests have anything to do with what's going on in Saudi Arabia and, and U.S. relations with them or worldwide relations with them. But it's interesting to see all these events kind of converge uh, as we come up to the end of this year. And 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 don't remain silent on these guys. Like I said, uh, Americans and, you know, most I'm talking about U.S. citizens when I say Americans. We do have a notoriously short memory. Um, but don't remain silent on these issues that are passionate about, whether it's the Fed, whether it's Saudi Arabia or whatever. Um, create a ruckus, right? Uh, make a big deal out of this stuff going forward uh, because otherwise people will forget about it and, and things will continue as they have for far too long. So hope you enjoyed this video. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.